episode five of the Festival Rules. I'm Josh Horowitz. And I'm Ben Lyons, and I'm so happy to be here at Sundance with you. We are in the full swing of the festival. We've seen some great movies. We've had some great conversations with some filmmakers, and I'm just in Sundance heaven right now. Yeah, yesterday was a packed day for us. We saw a bunch of movies in the morning. We saw two movies back to back in the morning, and then we did like a marathon session of some really fun. They were all really great interviews. Yeah, we had a great day yesterday. We saw Bad Hair to kick things off. Justin Simeon's crazy bananas movie. And I mean this in a complimentary way, a batshit crazy movie. Yeah. Story of a young woman who works at a kind of like an MTV in the late 80s. Um, culture. And, called Culture. <laughs> and it's with Lena Waithe is one of the VJs. And she decides to get a weave. And it turns out to be a demonic weave. <laughs> and it's madness ensues. Yeah, social so that commentary meets uh, yeah. the full-on thriller horror. Uh, yeah, a very interesting movie that I think people are going to be talking about for a while. Uh, and then we saw a movie that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show called Wander Darkly. So later on the show, we have this great conversation with uh, Sienna Miller, uh, Diego Luna, and then the writer-director, Tara Mealy. Um, I want to thank you for being my friend of 15 years and sitting next to me for an hour and a half during Wander Darkly as I was weeping like a teething infant. <laughs> and you were not, maybe you were embarrassed to be with me, but you didn't show it. And thank you for that, Josh. No, I, you, you held me with your support. I really appreciate it because I was deeply moved by that film. It was moving to see, I was moved too, but it was it was moving to see how it, it touched you in such a, a profound way. And we're, we're going to get into that a little bit more significantly and explain what this movie is all about and why it touched you so much. There's a, a project that you had a chance to see that I know moved you in a lot of ways. Um, I was bopping around last night on Main Street with Sal Masekela. Big shout out to Sal for for getting me in places. And we were going to the Hulu event for the Hillary Clinton series. And just as we were getting there, she was leaving. And we kind of went across the street and just to watch the Secret Service kind of protect her here, low key, not causing a scene, was fascinating. You actually got to see the Hulu project. I've seen the whole thing. So it's four hours. It's a fascinating look. So here's this, the backstory on this is kind of interesting. Basically, they were following her throughout the 2016 campaign. So like full on access. And the footage they got is, is really amazing. There's when she's preparing for the debates, like her practicing, her walking off of the final debate, that famous debate where, where Trump brought out the accusers of Bill Clinton. And she walks off the stage and goes right into her room with Bill and, and, and Chelsea and sort of like decompresses and you see sort of what she was experiencing. It's, it's all about, but it, it, so it's kind of two stories. It's, it's the 2016 campaign, but then it is also her life and place in culture and history of the last 50 years. And you really get a sense of how she, she was a superstar from the start as much as Bill was. I mean, she was a superstar lawyer and obviously went on to become a Senator and secretary of state and, and, and earner of the most votes in the last election could very well have been our president. <laughs> it's, um, it's a very, uh, intimate portrait, um, that's well worth checking out. If you're a political junkie, if you have any kind of feeling negative or positive about her, I think you're going to be interested in checking it out. And being on the ground here at Sundance, it makes sense to me, the programming behind it, not just, oh, it's a, another big name. It's We're starting to feel this real trend of, of John Cooper, the, the last year programming the festival, of 
these films and these stories and these TV series of women really stepping into their own voices, their own power, their own being, whether it's a movie like Bad Hair, like we saw, or Wander Darkly, or yeah. Zola. Promising or Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. And the Horse Girl with the Alison Swift Brie. Yes, Miss Americana. You start to feel the, the, the choices behind why certain films are programmed when, and it, it puts together this incredible experience. And the Hillary um, series for Hulu, while it maybe not in the spirit of the traditions of Sundance right. makes absolute sense to be here this week. So uh, shifting gears a little bit, we also have this really fun conversation with uh, two very funny people. Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti star in the new film Palm Springs. Uh, it is uh, a, uh, a comedy, a R-rated uh, comedy, a raunchy comedy that's set during a wedding in Palm Springs. We spoke to them before their premiere, so nobody had seen it. But that's the, that's the least weird thing about this conversation. So we should set the scene a little bit. Again, unlike traditional film journalism or coverage where you're doing interviews in very – uh, stuffy hotel rooms and everything's kind of planned out. Things at Sundance are kind of on the fly and you get in where you can fit in. And we were interviewing them at the NRDC lounge. Uh, and uh, there's just stuff going on. Like there's people coming in and out. There's a coconut smoothie maker. There's a, <laughs> you know, a meeting about the future of the planet happening over in one corner and just kind of odd, odd characters coming in and out. So that's sort of the scene. It's not a traditional uh, interview setting by any means. So what you're going to hear basically, all you need to know is we're basically sitting by the door of this lounge and we know, Ben and I know that Robert Redford is scheduled to come in for a meeting. Uh, what Andy Samberg doesn't know is that Robert Redford is coming in for a meeting. And it's a big deal to see Robert Redford at Sundance. I've been coming for 15 years. I think I've seen him in the flesh like three times. It's like the Sundance unicorn. Right. So to get a good interaction with Robert Redford is incredible. So this is so I won't reveal too much more except to say listen closely to this conversation <laughs> keep track of the the Redford meter you'll you're, you'll sense his presence and you'll sense Andy's growing um, anxiousness around it and it played as a very very fun moment and a uniquely Sundance moment uh, here's our conversation with Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti about Palm Springs. We are joined by Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti, the stars of Palm Springs. Heyo! Congratulations. Enigmatic rom-com with a twist that no one knows anything about, but maybe when you listen to this, it'll already be out there. Oh, you're the new trailer guy voice. That's oh, Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, we, no, one, no one has seen this film yet as we sit here. We're premiering it tomorrow. Yep. So, okay, Palm Springs is the setting. I know that. Yes. I know that there's a wedding involved. Yes. yes. What are the other necessary basics for my knowledge base here? Kristen is uh, the maid of honor at the wedding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No. I, I know I'm mansplaining <laughs> by saying your character. Yeah, no, I'll, but I'll explain yours. Okay, great. We'll trade. And Niles is the partner of a bridesmaid and a guest at the wedding. Yes. I've, I've seen you described as a carefree nihilist. A carefree nihilist. Like the best nihilists. Carefree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh, if only there were more. <laughs> Josh's only relationship with Palm Springs is when he goes to Coachella yeah, every stop year. It. So that's not what Palm Springs is like. You go every year? Yeah, he's I, been there in the Sahara tent just beating up the beat. Andy, we know yeah. each other a little bit. Do you think I've ever been to Coachella? No. Wearing macrame vests. <laughs> you go and see Tame Impala when they're in town, like a normal person. I, I literally don't even know the words that are coming out of your mouth right now. But for people who either only know Coachella, like Palm Springs for that, or like, Palm Springs for these weddings. Like, what is the Palm Springs vibe, the desert? How does that impact your story? Um, I, 
always say the desert impacts it more than the Palm Springs vibe. Yes. More, not... more than the town culture, more just that it's out in the desert and there yeah. are mountainous, rocky, desert-like terrain. Yeah. That plays a big part in the you movie. Guys desert That's people? A... Like you feel at home in the desert? Not at all, no. <laughs> I think people who live in the desert or are on the run. <laughs> so fun shoot no. for you. Fun, fun shoot for you, Kristen, it sounds like. No. This is your, this is like, this is home. This is where I belong. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I just, the elements are nuts. It's so hot during the day. It's so cold at night. There's yeah. sandstorms, there's scorpions, there's snakes, there's spiders, there's a lot of rocks. The sun is beating down on you always. So the, let's retire there. Yeah. yeah. The perfect place to celebrate That was a good recap love. of the shoot. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I hear this is a hard R. This is going for broke. It's a hard R. MC-17. Yeah. Oh, full frontal for you, that's Andy, right. again. They wouldn't let me. I asked. It kept cracking the lens. Yeah, people don't know this, but Andy <laughs> always shows up naked for every day of a shoot, and they have to force clothes, clothing on him. Uh, yeah, that's me, <laughs> old pervy McGee. <laughs> Sundance is a amazing launching pad for films. You've had films here, you've been here before. Yes. Talk to me about what it means to play here, and for this film in particular. It was the goal from the second we decided to make it. Um, so it was... Awesome that we got in, obviously. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank That's you. Super dope. Um, you know, when you spend like a year of your life being like, and hopefully we'll get into Sundance. And, you know, hopefully we'll get into Sundance and we'll see what happens and hopefully we'll get into Sundance. When you then do get into Sundance, you breathe a huge sigh of relief. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, for a movie like this, there's no better way for it to be unveiled. Yeah. And it's also just a really fun celebration for us to like all get back together again. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen each other in a while. Right. And it's very, it's very fun. Also, there's like mad famous people here. Like everywhere we go, we get to be like, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, I recognize you too. Who gets you starstruck? Because you're the guy who just like loses it when you see someone that you love. Who was, who would be starstruck by up here? Speak for yourself. No one? No, I don't think so. <laughs> who's Shammy? No, but not starstruck. I was heartstruck. I mean, if I saw Redford, I'd flip. Do you know, I mean, I'm not joking here. Do yeah. you know he's literally supposed to walk in? He's going to walk through minutes. that door in. Andy. Are you fucking serious? I'm totally serious. And he's to kill me? <laughs> Andy Samer. He's going to walk through that door at Literally, any moment. He has a four Is o'clock this like appointment. A Terminator situation? <laughs> if what he doesn't kill me, Butch Cassidy never comes out. So what's going to happen? What do you want to say to Mr. Redford when he comes in? Let's prep for this moment. He's not going to know who I am, and it's going to be embarrassing now. You're teeing this up too much. I'm going to be like, hey, oh, hey. Get the, you. No, he's a big Hot Rod fan. We know this about Robert Redford. That is not Famous true. <laughs> He's a man of good taste. God damn it. <laughs> Do you have, okay, Shirani was based on him. <laughs> right? Am I wrong about that? No, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Did Tell you tr- him. <laughs> Tell him he's going to come in. Tell him. This is the time. I'm yeah. going to freeze and I'm going to put my eyes on the floor. Yeah. Like I'm at a shoegaze concert. I feel like it's a good... You know what I'm talking about. You don't. I have no idea. No Coachella for you. <laughs> he's retired from acting. Maybe he'll make a, uh, his return in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That sounds definitely like what he's up to and wanting to do. <laughs> I heard he wasn't even coming into town this year. You're going to see him, buddy. Wow. wow. If you see Robert Redford, picture him on joining Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a good plan. So what, I don't want to oversell this, but yeah. I'm going to shit in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's here. Is he really? Mm-hmm. God damn it, it is around? him. Oh, this is so intense. <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. Why are we recording? Where? Oh, wait, that is him. I'm having a breakdown. I, wait, I have the worst seat. I have to turn around. Yeah. Is he coming in to say well, hi to you? Don't there? turn over your shoulder. Is he robbing the place? Wait, Why do we know he's coming? 
He had an appointment. He's a huge Guys, weird. Fan. We can't. Sit Where like are this. we? He's gonna walk in the door, and we're all facing him with microphones. He's gonna feel like it's a trap. Defense Council Lounge, which he's a huge part of that organization. Yes. So he's coming in for a meeting outside of what we're doing. He's yes. coming in here to have nothing to him do. Him and with I us. have a meeting at four. Does this look like a casual? Yeah, you're you're not not a It looks like you're waiting Josh to trap him. So comfortable, yeah. Josh. What else do we talk about now? This is like, I don't know. You guys cannot face He's the not going to come in this okay. way. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, no, no, no. I mean, do guys. what you want. I was kidding. Everyone play cool. Everyone <laughs> so chill the fuck anyway. out. It's exciting. Yeah. Here we go. This but is yeah. it. It's happening. Right. Andy, talk us through. Recording. Yeah. That's good. We're good? Okay. We have to yep. be quiet. He's walking past us. Right. Definitely. He's walking past us right now. I love him so yeah. much. Thank you for having us. He's, a, he's the best person to ever live. Except for maybe Paul Newman. But I'm not. I'm Except whispering. for who? Shut the fuck up. He's right there. Shut the fuck up, he's right there. Shut the fuck up, he's right there. I know he's right there. He's fucking right there. I know, I have eyes. Oh god, he's still, he's now, he's like shaking someone's hand. He's not even going to a room. We have to like pretend like we don't see him. Andy, did the prophecy come to pass? How are your pants? Shitted. Okay, let's get it back together. Yeah, we'll get it back. But he's still here. Oh, Andy. Be a pro That's the once. first time you've seen him in real life. What the hell are the odds that that was going to happen? <laughs> the only person in the whole state that yeah. I was like, I'd freak out if I saw them walked in the door two minutes later. And I think we can all agree we all played it really cool and natural. <laughs> I, I turned into like a catatonic man. Like, I became so silent and didn't know what to do with your arms. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. I just didn't know what to say at all. Oh. That's I Rob think, Redford. I think that he and I had a connection. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> Did you guys feel it? Oh, 2012, you came here with Celeste and Jesse Forever. Oh, and man. That's a big moment. And that was a change of pace for you at the time. So that's the, Very. Kind, of, the kind of vibe that Sundance is. It can let people get out of their box a little bit. Yes. So do you, I would think you have fond memories based on that. Yeah, that was super fun. It was the first time I ever tried any kind of remotely dramatic acting. Right. Uh, and, you know. It was with Rashida and Will, who are my friends, yeah. so it was a wonderful experience, and I love that movie. The, uh, this podcast we're calling The Festival yeah, Rules. The Festival Rules. So anything you picked up from that experience or any rules for ah. surviving Sundance? And- well, I've got one rule that I should exercise if I ever come back, which is don't get trashed the first night you get into town. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Ben Lyons rule. Uh, I learned that rule like yeah. nine years ago. <laughs> I will say, you guys both know Akiva. It's his fault. He doesn't have any press or work to do. He's just here hanging, and he was like, "Let's kill it!" And I was like, "Yeah, we must." And then, (laughs) and then I woke up an independent film with Kristen super early this morning, and he was just like, "I'm gonna go back to bed." (laughs) It was worth it. It was a blast. It was a good time. You seem fresh as a daisy now. Then we had the question from our friend at the. Action Park Network. Uh, yeah. Should we ask them? Sophie Julia has a podcast on our network. Sophie Julia? The Home Team Podcast. Two first and, names. Yeah, yeah, two first names. What is your number one dating deal breaker? You guys were single, or if you want to date with someone, and you're. I mean, you know, I've been married a long time right, now. So before so. your marriage. Dating deal breaker. Dating deal breaker. Uh, so like, like if they try to, like, stab me. Huh. What about you, Kristen? Um, they have to be funny. And, and <laughs> it's not- a long silence. It's like the Robert Redford silence. Um, He's coming back. Yeah. He's coming back. This silence sponsored by Robert yeah, Redford. Yeah, they have to be funny and they have to be kind. Got it. Like if I see someone be rude to a waiter, I don't, I can't ever return. And then There's like, no coming back. But like what kind of bod? <laughs> <laughs> like if you had to say. Like shredded. I love, well, I love like feats for hands. Uh-huh. I love um, definitely like 
a butt for a neck. Right. That's what I look for in a man, honestly. You say, like, Fight Club Brad Pitt or, like, present day? Don't drag him into this. What? I just want to know what you prefer. They used to go out. Why are you bringing this up? I got ugh, no questions about my personal life. No, present day. President. Oh, so you are more into present day Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Oh, that moment That's, where he takes off the shirt and once yeah, upon a time in Hollywood. That's Come super on. interesting. Brad Pitt. Present day. Wow. Brad Pitt's well, I sweet. guess I guess he is single. <laughs> yeah. He's and you are single. Well, are you not single? No, I don't. Wow. Uh, no, I. I mean, fucking Robert Redford just walked in. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. I should seize the. <sighs> seize the day. I think that the the vibes you were feeling were actually for me. That's probably right. Yeah. It's generally the case when you and I are anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Andy's like, I'm being checked out by I'm all being these. Checked out majorly. Then <laughs> people are always asking you to sign their hot rod poster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck, what? I can't win anything. Yeah. Oh, I fucking me. suck, man. <laughs> I'm gonna puke. <laughs> Bob does not like that voice, guys. I would sorry, sorry, I'll keep it down. Is he still in the room? Oh, he's still here. He's still Is there not like a back Bert. room? He's talking about how to save the planet. He's going to do it. God damn it. He's doing uh, such cooler stuff than us. We are at the time of year where we're looking back at the best of 2019. Yeah. Who deserves an Oscar, whether nominated or not? Who should be celebrated for their work last Well, obviously time? I'm being baited into correctly saying the Sandman was robbed. We're all in agreement. <laughs> How good Josh was he in Uncut Gems? Give you an alley-oop on that This one, one was in Uncut Gems? Yeah. I must have missed that scene. <laughs> he played the main guy with the who's looking for oh, all the gems. Oh, no. Yeah. This is a common thing. This happens a lot with Kristen. She can't tell the difference. <laughs> Do you have face blindness? You know who suffers from face blindness? Huh. Brad Pitt. Well. True story. Oh. It comes full circle. Look at that. I was once told by a 14-year-old at an awards show to not be offended if he didn't oh, remember me because he had uh, face blindness. <laughs> I've never felt smaller in my life. <laughs> I once hosted a fundraiser for blindness prevention and got on stage and couldn't see the teleprompter. Nice. So how did I handle that? Yeah, wow. That was a fun we're going around, Andy. It's Ironic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's things to do with blind types of blindness. <laughs> I like the song "Blinded by the Light." That'll work. All right. Oh fuck you, Kristen! Just rolled her eyes at me so hard, and it hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a dumbass answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. <laughs> so bringing it back to your wonderful film, mm-hmm. are you, you going to yeah. be nervous at the premiere? Do you get nervous for these kinds of I things? You know, it's wonderful. You haven't seen it. Wait, can we talk about who deserves an Oscar real quick? Oh yeah, please. Sorry. The cast oh. of Parasite. And it's a true travesty that none of them got a nomination. It's it's, it's horrible. Those were some of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. They got the SAG Ensemble, thank God, right? That was something. Yeah. You guys... Uh, the respect to their peers. That's true. All right. Night for Actors, you know? They got that. That's true. There you go. Yeah, but then they got shut out of the Oscars. Although the Oscars... That's a bunch I of feel like me and you should get more nominations. Totally. For acting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Should we create our own award show? Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's it going to be called? The, the Farts. The Essies. The Essies. Where we win the every time. <laughs> yeah. Best selfie at the Essies. Yes. Welcome to the Essies. Who should host? Us. It's the Essies. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Essies. Where's the celebration? But I do want to check with Tina and Amy first, just before we just do it. Just to check it. their Yeah, because they are the best. But then but. to deny them that, be like, just kidding, we're going to do it. <laughs> no, they should totally host the Essies. Text them. Yeah. And you know, it does sound a little bit like the ESPYs, and I'm now worried about that. <laughs> the crossover I don't want people to think weird. I want an ESPY. No. You deserve all the awards. Man, thanks, SB dude. awards are... <laughs> you deserve an award when you got on stage at the MTV Awards and just said, Twilight. And just let everyone scream. I'm like, all right, now let's get back to the show. I think that was an Ackerman thing. Do you go back to the Twilight films often? 
In what sense? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly in my mind's eye. Yeah, that's what yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you're sitting in the audience tomorrow at the premiere. Yeah. Nerves? I mean, you've been to all kinds of premieres. You know yeah. you have a good product, presumably. I, th- I think my knee jerk was to be like, nah, I'm not really that nervous. I feel good about the movie and whatever happens, happens. But I bet you when we're there, I will be like, oh, I'm a little nervous. Right. I'll, I'll be is it, nervous. Is it weird watching yourself on screen? I can't. She I, hates it. I hate it more than so anything. Why do you do but it? But tomorrow will be the second time <laughs> I've seen it. Well, because I want to know what it, you know, we shot it so long. Like, I should, and I want to, like, see what we made, but then it is also really uncomfortable. I, just the minute my face comes on screen, I, I lose my mind. Right. And then the minute I hear my voice, I rock a ship to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Bring you back up. Yeah, just, just scoot, scoot all the way up to space. So if you're at the premiere of Palm Springs and you hear someone shrieking when yeah. Kristen's it's voice me. starts. It's like, it's... she's keening and crying blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's an exorcism in the theater. Yeah, exactly. My head is spinning. Um, just safe. bile spraying everywhere. I think it's safe to say this has been the oddest conversation yeah. we've had at Sundance no, so far, is, right? But it's also really kind of encapsulated what Sundance is. <laughs> you know what? Sundance? I could say the same thing on both fronts about the movie Palm Springs. So this was right on. Okay. Always on message. I hope some uh, distributors and buyers are listening to the podcast because we're all about that money. We want that money. That's how we did it. (laughs) JK. Well, we don't care. Is in the movie. That's right. Nice segue. Wow. Thank you. Okay, should we go over and say hi to Bob? Yeah, let's go hang out with Redford. I don't think let's that's allowed. Let's go to town with Redford. No. He's like saving the world. We're going to be like, hey, we signed my leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just put our microphones I down. I love doing awkward, indecent aw- proposal. We'll just awkwardly stare. How about that? Okay. I don't know. I'm not a big fan or something. What's that? What's was going he on? an indecent okay. proposal? Obsessed. He was. Of course. Yeah, nailed it. Never he saw made, it and nailed the reference. He indecent proposal. That's right. He was like, I'll give you a he million dollars. the proposal. Which today would be like... What? You know what's crazy is <laughs> before he came aboard, it was just called Proposal. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he was like, what if we made it indecent? Yeah. And they were like, oh, shit, we've got a movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's re- how movies are made. A, a, yeah. a remake for 2020 feels really in the zeitgeist. Yeah, we're going to do a reboot of Indecent Proposal. It's gritty and grounded and real, but it's also like sort of a nod to the Me Too movement. <laughs> Didn't they actually do that, but it was a woman making the Indecent Proposal? Oh, I don't remember I, that. And you're like, it's still not cool. Yeah. Well, there, was, <laughs> yeah. there was disclosure. Remember, there was the Demi Moore one where she. What's disclosure? Did, she like sexually harassed Michael Douglas at the office. Yeah. When did this come out? Yeah. Oh, this is like 20. Oh, that was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That got me. <laughs> okay, put the mics down and wow. slowly walk okay. away, everybody. Bombs yeah. Yeah. Really good, Andy. Anyways, love you guys, man. What a treat. Well, wow. it's really great to be back in Park City. <laughs> Is that really it? I think so. Okay. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, thank Thanks, you for Christine. having us. So shifting gears from... Well, a- well, first of all, I'm forever grateful to those guys for, for starting off our day because we interviewed them first. Right. And we were supposed to interview the Wander Darkly crew first. Again, yes. Just the way Sundance is, schedules changed. We just kind of moved it around. And that was a nice way to let loose a little bit and have a fun, irreverent conversation before getting a little bit deep with these guys, right? Yeah, because I was raw in that interview with Andy because uh, because I was still coming down from the emotional experience that is Wander Darkly. I think it's such a powerful thing, Josh, when you see a film at the right time in your life and then it grabs a hold of you and stays with you for the rest of your life. And that's what I experienced in the library yesterday. This movie with C.M. Miller and Diego Luna uh, called Wander Darkly is about a 
young man, uh, they're not married, sorry, a young couple. <laughs> and that's a theme in the movie. They're a young couple that is in Los Angeles. They've just had a baby. They just bought a house and they realize they're unhappy and they should be happy by society's standards, but they're not. And they're trying to come to terms with that. And then there's a car accident. And the next hour and 20 minutes is Sienna Miller trying to figure out if she's alive or dead. Right. And it's so masterfully done. It taps into every life emotion that... Um, brought me to tears for the entire film. I mean, the movie opens at the birth of their child in this intimate setting. And from then, it's something I've never experienced in all my years here. I, I, there were moments, Josh, I felt like I needed to leave the theater. My heart was racing so fast. And I, am, I, am I having a panic attack? Am I enjoying this? I'm feeling. And that's, that's Sundance. I Felt that movie at my core, and I feel very honored and lucky and privileged to be able to then sit down two hours later and talk to the people who actually made it. Yeah, what a crazy privilege! And right? I composed my. I was pretty composed, and I think I credit that to the team from Palm Springs. You, you were. Thanks to Andy Samberg and Chris Emiliotti <laughs> yes, for getting him you. to a place where he could actually be coherent for fifteen in, minutes. My God, yes, but just wonderful performances that I hope get celebrated and talked about for the next thirteen months until the Oscars of twenty twenty one. Yeah, Sienna's killing it. Uh, American Woman, and now this San Diego. Luna is such a charming, wonderful personality. And this, we should say, is uh, you're going to hear Tara uh, Tara Mealy, who's the writer-director, and this is a personal story for her. She's incredible, and I'm so happy for her. She's what Sundance is all about. Here's a conversation about Wander Darkly. So we're very privileged to be joined by uh, the cast and director and writer-director of Wander Darkly. Uh, Tara Mealy is the writer-director. Sienna Miller, of course, is the star alongside Diego Luna. This is a hell of a piece of work. Ben and I just got out of this premiere, very moved. I think we want to start with you, Tara, just because you said some amazing things in the introduction about 20 years ago starting at Slamdance and ending up yes. here. Yeah, Give us a sense of the, the journey of this one. Uh, the journey of like from slam dance to here in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> 30 seconds right so uh, my first student film you know I premiered at the Treasure Mountain Inn in 2000 and uh, you know it took me 20 years to get down the mountain to, slam, to Sundance um, no I mean for sure yes very very long journey to get to this point certainly growth as an artist and uh, finding uh, space uh, to dig into an authentic voice and the bravery to do that and also the opportunity to do that and the support to do that. Um, yeah. Oftentimes, of course, independent film is not afforded the privilege of studio films where you have months and months of rehearsal or days and days on set. So you have to kind of do certain things to ensure that chemistry exists between the two lead characters in a piece like this. So for Sienna and Diego, how did you guys begin the process of forming this incredible bond, which is so authentic and believable on screen? I, I see it differently. I'm glad there's not a studio behind this film. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. You know, uh, they would never allow Tara to hire me in this film. Definitely, they would be like, "No, now nah, I'm Mexican. Why? I mean, you can have an actor, right? Uh, a lead actor, a lead male actor. No, I think this is freedom. This is the beauty of the cinema we do. Is that the ideas are so strong that the best people get around. I mean, at least the people that care about cinema." And then you find a way to do it, right? You rehearse, you you get to the moment where you're about to shoot, knowing exactly what you want to do, uh, because you can't miss the opportunity. But I guess this this structure brings the best out of people, you know. Uh, I, 
I think it's it, we're very lucky that we can tell the stories we want without having to convince any like big financier. Yeah. And when you're cast opposite Diego to play your oh, partner, uh, not your husband, your partner, <laughs> not your husband, <laughs> your partner, partner, yes, not your partner, not your husband, husband. Uh, comes up in the movie. But um, where do you begin to build build that relationship yeah. off screen so that you hope it translates we on screen? We knew each other. Diego and I mm-hmm. first met when Factory Girl was coming out and Ichimama Tamien was coming out, and we were new little. Chicklings mm-hmm. <laughs> emerging in this funny business, and so years ago. it was four years ago. When we <laughs> back in 1922. We've been getting ready for 17. Years, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we we'd always got along and seen each other around, and so there was a kind of shorthand. I felt like through the years we'd seen each other and always had a good rapport, and I'd always wanted to work with him and had admired him not only as an actor but director and producer and a real one-man band. Mm-hmm. Shame he's such an asshole on set. Because, <laughs> <laughs> we we really we were really in this together, and it was really it was grueling. This existed in Tara's head, and it's it was complicated. I think we both read the script and had an incredibly emotional response to it. And every time I read the script, I had that same response. So I knew that it was alive and living. But so much of it existed in Tara's head to the point where you're you know to to be in a scene where you're in one time frame and then within that same scene change to another time frame to hop between past and present within the same scene was terrifying and confusing and there were moments where we had to really hold on to each other to get through that because it's it's hard to trust um we do trust you and thank god we did um but i think that the the level of grief and the level of complexity that went into this the poignancy of a relationship that fell apart and trying to dissect why it was just bonding, and we're both quite romantic. We're both parents. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It was not a stretch. This one. I'm curious. I mean, the structure of this is so unique, and like, I mean, it's, it's not an apt comparison in some ways. But like, I think of something like Inter- Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is obviously an, another very intimate um, a relationship uh, story that plays with time and yeah. perspective. Um, I'm just curious, like, was this always the way you wanted to tell this story in terms of going back and forth and changing perspectives? And and why did it suit the story you wanted to tell? Sure, yeah. Um, I love Eternal Sunshine. I think it's a beautiful reflection on a relationship. Um, And I think uh, the goal for me was to try to uh, tell a story that reflected the way that my head works, which is very rarely in the present, but often thinking about the past and projecting into the future. And certainly in fights with my you know, husband, I'll be like, yeah, but w- in 2014, when you did that one thing, and he's like, what? You know, like, so it, I think any moment for me unpacks all sorts of moments. And I think um, I haven't seen that before. And so I wanted to sort of crack that thing of how, um, how we are living in so many moments at once and very rarely in one. There's a sequence in the film that, Diego, you share with Sienna on the open water where the dolphins start to emerge. And it's a moment you guys are, are reflecting on your, you know, your life and your love together. Walk me through the theme of dolphins in the movie and their purpose because they are such special beings and they hold such a magical place in the universe. But that sequence on the boat, it was really powerful in the film. For me? for the Oh, yeah. Um, that's me. Um, I, I just think that there are these moments in your life, right, where you feel like you're so connected, you're so a part of this planet, you're so just a creature amongst other creatures, and, and to me, that that's what The Dolphins was about. It was like, you know, as much as I'm talking about, oh, I'm never in the present, um, that idea with The Dolphins was that they are just in this moment, and 
that, again, that connectivity. You all have uh, connections to Park City and Sundance. You talked about starting, you know, at Slamdance 20 years back. Uh, you were here, I believe, with Interview. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been here a, a number of times. And, and I, the one I was most interested in was you were actually a juror here once. Yes. And uh, it was quite a jury. You, you were, and, and you were on a jury with Quentin Tarantino. Uh-huh. What is that like? <laughs> it's like being, yeah, a jury for four or five years. You know, conversations <laughs> are, oh, sorry. The conversations were long. And I would say, yeah, they were not necessarily conversations. <laughs> Extreme <laughs> of consciousness. Like just... Listening to an eternal podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> <I'm gonna> to regret <laughs> what I said. Uh, I had to, it, it was interesting, to, to be honest, to see how we see uh, independent cinema, uh, you know? Because for me, like when, when you guys talk about studio, movies it's uh, that way i talk about the cinema we do in mexico which is all independent there's nothing else but independent so independent has become the problem <laughs> you see yeah. so it was interesting it was interesting to be here looking at films that are so close to the films i grew up watching mm-hmm. you know and uh, and i see something different because i don't see them uh, I'm not comparing it to any other cinema. For me, that's cinema. Cinema that has very little money and great ideas sometimes, and sometimes terrible ones, you know? <laughs> and as a jury, you have to see through the whole film no matter what you're thinking. And people here, they look at you, you know? They look at you while you're watching the film because it doesn't really go dark in the <laughs> in the theaters here. So you have to be acting, you know, all the time, like you're having fun, but not too much. Otherwise, <laughs> they'll think you that, that, that film will win. So it's all, it's like, it's amazing what happens in the rooms when you discuss. That's the only true moment. Everything else is performing. Uh, well, we just experienced your premiere at the library, very intimate, small theater here at Sundance, is what cinema should be. It is as intimate and moving as I've experienced in my time here. Um, the question I want to know for you, Sienna, is can you... What's your vibe when you're sitting in a theater like that and watching yourself? And is it, I mean, you're, la- you're just already cringing where I'm going with this question. But the idea, I mean, that's a, an incredibly intimate venue for a, an incredibly intimate story. Yeah. So how do you cope with the hour and a half that we just experienced? I mean, first of all, I'm, ner- I'm nervous. I think anybody is when it's a film and it's being put out there. It was a very vulnerable experience for all of us. It's really naked, I think, as a as a piece so that I was nervous going in then I was like is the screen going to get bigger or is it that small okay <laughs> then I started geeking out on technicalities I'm like it's not loud enough it's not loud enough they can't hear I just start to go into what I imagine a director is thinking and then it begins and I and I and I try less to watch as much the film but to absorb what is happening around which was which is a beautiful experience when it goes well and today felt like there was magic it felt very quiet and then very snotty in the right moments which I was hoping for and um the snottiest film of 2020 and then then I saw you know a few tissues being passed around and I and that's that's lovely I it's not it's not always my choice to go and watch my films but to be at a festival a festival this festival with cinema lovers and everybody here is here because they love those films and these are the films that I love and grew up watching and want to champion it was really beautiful and embarrassing. <laughs> There's no better audience than yeah. the one in Sundance. I can't think of a better screening for the first time you see it with with people. 
this is the best people. Because, because they're making an effort. Like you, it takes an effort at Sundance to get to the movie theater, even as, as minimal as it is to like talk about it. It's like trudging through the snow and getting the ticket and making it there. Like they're there for the right reasons. But they're searching for the same cinema I like at least. Yeah. So that's that, that's beautiful to be in a cinema where people are not thinking about how many explosions or right. if the, the big name is going to come out or they're seeking for interesting stories and, and point of views. So this podcast in particular that Ben and I are, I are doing here in Sundance is called The Festival Rules because we want to convey to the audience at home that you know aren't privileged enough to go to a festival like this what it's like. So we're curious what your number one rule would be for enjoying a festival or specifically Sundance. If somebody has the opportunity to be here, what's the number one rule to surviving and enjoying Sundance? I hate rules. <laughs> there <laughs> are no rules. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess, right, like it, it goes along with the movie, like to try to be in the moment, right? Like the fact that we're here is such a win. The fact that I get to be with you guys all day is such a win. I don't know. Like it just doesn't get better, guys. You know, like also Sundance seen, is this beautiful yeah. place where you get to geek out with people about cinema. It's so rare. You know, like within the course of my career, it's just so rare you get to sit around and geek out with people about loving cinema. Yeah. And that's a... So the rule is just be a giant geek. Yeah, just yeah. geek out, Aside man. from the fact that I can actually see Robert Redford. Yes, that right was also now. good. <laughs> Which is a can, big reason a to come to Sundance. I am looking at Mr. Sundance himself, <laughs> and I'm trying to be cool. It's a lot. Other than that, you get to see movies before people have written about them. And that is... Amazing. We are so influenced by what we read, that by the so amount of true. press, by the amount of hype. I'm so glad you said that. It's what like did I, I say I to like you right seeing... when the movie started? What did yeah. I say? It's, like, it's called Wander Darkly. <laughs> say the truth. I don't listen to Ben. I don't know what you said. <laughs> I said, it's called Wander Darkly. It stars Sienna oh, and Diego. That's all you I got. Know nothing else. That's yeah. all I got. So you go in with, a, with your exactly. own perspective and you get to make up your own mind before the noise sets in. And that, like, I see previews of plays for that reason. We're so influenced by other people's opinions. You get to come here and have your own beautiful thing. Um, looking ahead for all of you, you know, I, you've obviously seen it. Seems like you're, you're like in such a groove right now. We talked about American Woman recently, like finding the right kind of parts in the in the right scale of movie. It seems like is it fair to say you 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 you're finding roles more rewarding roles than ever in your career at this point or no yeah I, I would say so and I'm sure that's a product of being older and people seeing you as something else or, or willing to take chances on you in other ways yeah or just um, yes I would say so I think I'm more discerning than I used to be right a bit more of a snob. <laughs> a little snobby. Um, Snobbery's I, good. I, I wish I could. I'm trying to actually, I'm lying. I, I basically, if it feels right, I'll do it. Yeah. And, and thankfully, probably due to this moment in film where female-driven pieces are being invested in and paid attention to and focused on in a way that they never were when I was growing up, that's, that's creating more opportunity not only for female filmmakers, but for actors and actresses as well. Totally. Yeah. And Diego, you know I can't let you go without talking a little bit about Cassian Andor. Oh, yes. How, how's it going? Have you snuck your head into the writer's room for the, the, the TV show? I've read a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And it's, it's, it's exciting to go back to that world. I, I, I was like, suddenly I felt like uh, I didn't got enough, you know? So have you written in the... So now we have Baby Yoda on the scene. We know from our past conversations you wanted to touch Jabba. The Baby Jabba is... So is Baby Jabba... You're combining it now? You want Baby Jabba? <laughs> 
I want baby Java. Yeah, Everybody that's... wants baby Java. What are we talking about? How is this not already happening? This was all one giant long play just so Josh could start asking yeah, exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like booking the records. flights. That's <laughs> not true. Flights. Booking the, the tickets. Booking the trip. Yeah. I am multifaceted, Ben, despite what you say about me. Have you seen his office? He's been in my office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been in your office. (laughs) I I started to feel like danger. Sending messages. If I if I don't come back, evacuate. <laughs> the bad guy in Ghostbusters like nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have no idea Ego, what's in the world. I'm gonna do a podcast on Josh's office. <laughs> and here's where I duck out of the podcast. Ben, wrap it up for right, us with Sienna, a bow. Sienna, you say you're not a fan of rules, but I have this question to ask, and I wonder if this is a good rule for anyone listening when they see an actor or an actress that they're a fan of in passing. Of what to say. I saw you this summer at London Heathrow. You had your dog. I said, love you, Aziti Sedgwick, and kept it moving. Is that a you, r- you did that to I me? I did that to you this year did at you? Changing Planes in the airport. Sweet. I said, love Aziti Sedgwick, kept it moving. Is that, an, is that a rule? I'm like, what about American Woman, you asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, as a fan of film, when you see someone that you're a fan of, yeah. is it a rule to follow to say, hey, I love your work and keep it moving, yeah. or just don't even talk? I think that's always a nice thing. They very rarely, like, leave it at that. <laughs> That's like, you, you struck the right, just the right tone. I just embarrassed myself in front of Andy Sandberg, so I am not one to talk. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's always, it's so nice because it's I, you know you see it out here at Sundance where the the, the actors and the, and the filmmakers are in such intimate settings with fans, yeah. and that's their one chance to see them, so they're excited. And that exchange between the people who support your films yeah. and how you give that energy back to them is a dance that every artist has yeah. to go through. So just always think. nice to also have a specific project that you've seen, other than just like <laughs> I love your clothes. That's <laughs> what I often get. I'm like, what about my films? <laughs> that's what I scream at Diego as he walks. By basically, they, they, my dog they had a terrible accident on that flight. Wow. It was one of the worst, and you must have walked past off before what actually transpired, which was one of the more embarrassing moments of my life. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. always on a plane. Wow, violent diarrhea yeah. just on yeah. the yeah. gallery outside. <laughs> like children walking past, going, "Oh my god, he's pooping! He's pooping!" And I was going, "But he's ill. Move along, move along." But that was that. That's like... funny because that was our secret word of this conversation was violent diarrhea, oh, and you got it, it in there just at the end. The worst. <laughs> Sienna wins all the prizes, always. Uh, um, Congratulations on this great piece of work. It was so moving, so exceptional, and and we're thrilled that we got a chance to be there for this momentous moment for all of you guys. Thank you. Sometimes a film finds you at the right time in your life, and that's what this movie did for me. So I thank all of you, because I will cherish this film and take it with me for the rest of my life. So thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Best interview. Ben wins. Call it a date. (laughs) Drop the mic. There you go. Fantastic. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Well, that just about wraps up episode five. I'm still coming down from that movie. <laughs> ben is still sorting through feelings. I'm so glad we we hit the stop button and we didn't record when Tara and I just held each other, held each other and just wept. I, you should that try, was wild. You guys should wa- look at the uh, – on social media, we'll post <laughs> the photos that we took together uh, after the interview because Ben was doing his best. I don't know what his face looks like, but he was – 
on the I'm break. laughing now, but I was crying then. That was incredible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a lot more interviews to come. We've been packing them in. We're going to talk about a lot of great movies we're seeing uh, we're about halfway through this wonderful podcast. And we hope you guys are enjoying it and rating and reviewing and subscribing and telling your friends about it. We're really enjoying doing Big it. Big shout out to one of our sponsors as well, Medterra, the CBD cream that has really been helping me get up and down Main Street. Honestly, uh, I'm getting a little sore, getting a little long in the tooth, and it's been really nice to have them send over some great products. So shout out to Medterra, and we appreciate the support. See you on the next one.